everyone. Welcome to TV Literate, a podcast that unapologetically enjoys trashy TV. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And it's February. It's February. We've made it through January, which is like a, a feat, I think, because January, like in a good year, is like one of the worst months most of the time. Oh, and yeah. And it was not a good year so far. So, I mean, like, at least we made it through January. February is shorter. February is shorter, and that's why it's my favorite month of 2021. Because, mm-hmm. holy shit, January felt like it was eight years long. Jesus, it did. It it really did. Yeah. Time is a flat circle, and apparently it's a really, really big, long, boring circle. Yes, very flat. (laughs) (laughs) Like crying into the microphone again. (laughs) Yes, yes. Just that's our natural state right now. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, every Wednesday afternoon, we've been, like, primed to get terrible news, so Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'll be able to, like, I'm like a pigeon who knows that if they do a certain thing, they'll get breadcrumbs, like, if they go to the park at a specific time of day. That's me, but it's Wednesdays with terror. Yeah, you've been like Pavloved by terrorism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday afternoon comes around, the bell's dinging. Yes, exactly. You're <laughs> salivating. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, no, that's 100% where I'm at. <laughs> Good times. Um, so uh, what have you been watching to, uh, I don't know, distract yourself from the Pavlovian response? Thank you. <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. Yes. Um. Well, so we finished Bones a couple of weeks back now, and so now we're watching House, like we're rewatching all of House. And nice. Man, so I watched it when it was on, mostly, and so I didn't really get a lot of the memes and jokes that's like, it's never lupus, it's never sarcoidosis, because I was like, oh, they don't say that that often. But now that I'm watching it, like, straight through, I'm like, it's every episode. Yeah. And it's never yeah. any of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. That's funny. <sighs> but I was, you know, relatively pleased by it, because it does, does hold up pretty well like house Mm -hmm. is a jackass but he's not like a bigoted jackass yeah and like that's his character like he's supposed to be you're not supposed to like love him you know you're supposed to be like i don't know how i feel about this guy but like you said it's not anything like super offensive or anything so yeah yeah i mean he makes like off-color jokes but like you know he's making them because he knows they're off-color and it's just for shock value right exactly he believes it's like yeah he's definitely an asshole but that's who he is that's him yeah but i mean like you know, this was a show that was on in, like, 2004. Mm-hmm. And, like, the, you know, they, they deal with trans issues. They de- deal with abortion. They deal with everything. Yeah. And I mean, House is obviously offensive in all of them, but not, <laughs> like, offensive. That Like, everyone's, like, morally outraged at him being offensive. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I, I do remember that show being, like, one of the more, I don't know, bold and daring in terms of, like, the types of stories it would you know, examine. Um, because, like, yeah, that was, like, that's pretty early for that kind of stuff on, on like, a yeah. big station channel, you know, a big channel television show. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, you can never rewatch Friends. It will never be good again because it's just so bad. Like, <laughs> I tried to rewatch Friends, like, 2012, and I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's yeah. all just, like, fat jokes and homophobic jokes and, like, everyone's horrible to each other and no one's actually friends i don't know man also the fucking laugh track i cannot handle laugh tracks so that's fair yeah i don't ever really notice the laugh tracks or not so when people talk about them i'm like what 
<laughs> yeah, I noticed them, and it just like is all I notice for the rest of the show. And it's so really... we need to meld together, and we could have a reasonable response to laugh. Exactly. That <laughs> let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've been watching House, and God, we watched something trashy the other day. Oh, we were watching Alone. Do you know it's like the real Survivor Ooh, survival no. game show? So they just drop people on like. Usually it's like eight to ten people and they drop them on different areas of the same location and whoever survives the longest wins. That's cool. So that sounds like Survivor if Survivor was about like surviving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> That's cool. it's great. It's great because so many of the episodes are like these dudes absolutely fucking it up. Just like, you know, stabbing themselves with their knife, mm-hmm. not making fire, whatever. And then Classic. these women are just like Oh, you know, this is fine. I think the last time I was out for like 32 days by myself, and that was okay. Like, the isolation kind of gets to you, and the dudes are like, I don't know how to live without talking to someone. That, so- that sounds 100% right. That sounds exactly yeah. like what I would have thought. Yeah, and it's, it's very good. Because, like, I feel like I've learned some survival skills from it, but mostly I've learned never band with the men. That's always a good lesson to learn. Always yeah. a good lesson to learn. In case of apocalypse, establish a matriarchy. That, yes, yes, I agree. <laughs> I completely agree. But yeah, that's really all, all, all that we have been watching. What have you guys been watching? Um, well, Kyler and I together, we've been re-watching Parks and Rec the past like couple of weeks Aww. here and there. And we've and it's just, it's so fun. And it's just so good. And it's just, I just love Parks and Rec so much. So that's been a good, like, happy time to be had and then I also finished watching um, Night Stalker which we've talked about like the last like three episodes I feel like uh, but oh, yeah. I finally finished watching it um, and I, you are you were right like it did I feel like get better in terms of it being like less about the police officer's life and a little bit more about like the actual crimes and stuff like that mm-hmm. I still think it was a little too much cop talk for me to like love it and there's just like yeah. so much to this story like Richard Ramirez was fucking nuts and there was just so much going on that I feel like the it could have been so much longer but I just need oh, to find yeah. another documentary or something I, I think know. I just <laughs> I need there's just so to much. do one episode on each of his crimes. God, yes. If we could there's, just call Dateline for I that. just feel like there's so much that can be examined, and I'm, like, really curious, so I'm going to have to dig deeper. But it was a good a good starting point, for sure. Right? Yeah. It mm-hmm. was, you know, it's good Netflix documentary. Right. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, definitely. A little sensational, always a little feelingsy, and never super in-depth, but... right. I think it was good. I mean, everyone's been calling it like the most graphic documentary you'll ever see. And I'm like, "Mm, I've definitely seen. I mean, like the beginning, right when you're watching Paradise Lost, which is about West Memphis three, like the first scene is them dragging these little boys bodies out of a river. Like that's a little bit more graphic to me, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, there are lots of documentaries that I think are much more shocking than this, but yeah. I think they probably just don't hit like normie That's wavelengths. True. That is true. Yeah. So like, I mean, know, there they was don't a watch lot. Just Melvin, Just Evil, which is truly oh, the God. most horrific one I've ever watched. That one is for sure. I've seen that one too. <laughs> um, but yeah, like there were a lot of kind of crime scene photos in Night Stalker, so mm-hmm. I can see why they're saying it, but I don't yeah. agree. Just for the yeah. record. Yeah. Yeah. No, I thought it was good. I thought it, I think one of the things that we're spoiled by with a lot of other 
serial killers is that they talked a lot about it and like mm-hmm. gave a lot of interviews and just wanted to like be known or exposed yeah. or whatever while they're in prison where Richard Ramirez really didn't. He just so, wanted to like, kill people. <laughs> yeah, he just wanted to kill people and then he got into prison and just was like, "All right, this is where I am now." Yeah. And I don't know, like <laughs> I I, don't know. I mean we yeah. don't have as many words from the horse's mouth as we do with like the God, what was that guy? Um, it was like Confessions of a Killer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know what you're talking uh, yeah. about, but I don't remember his name. But yeah. 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 I'll, I mean, like, that's the thing is like a lot of serial killers, like they're in it for the killing, but they're also in it for the notoriety and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but this guy literally just wanted to kill people and rape people and just yeah, be horrible. And any people. And any <laughs> yeah. people. That was the Anyone. thing that freaked me out the most about. Like, it was like you got old ladies, you've got children, you've got random women you've got dudes like yeah yeah that was the worst that was the scary like who you had no way of knowing who was next or anything and that's that's terrifying yeah yeah i don't know but what was it with california at that time for serial killers something must have been in the water because i am glad (laughs) i did not ultra yeah i i would just feel like i'd be on constantly just on edge and there's like no escaping it because like these people just like come to your houses and like enter your home it's like (laughs) jesus well and like the fact that it's still happening where these people are like entering your houses and like coming into your home but they're just coming in through an unlocked door because people still aren't locking their doors in the 70s and 80s in california lock your doors people come on that's why there's locks yes like what is what is the benefit of leaving your door unlocked there like there really is not i don't know people can come into your house unannounced like that's not a benefit that's no it sounds horrible everybody loves raymond like that's my worst nightmare yeah yeah you keep that door dead bolted exactly all right but let's go ahead and get into (laughs) our main discussion for today today we watched well for this week we watched bling empire which is a new netflix series that was just released a few weeks ago um which is about the this affluent circle of asians in la It's so, about the crazy rich Asians. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly like that. Um, and it was fucking crazy. It was so... Like, every episode just escalated upon the previous episode. And there were, like, so many different plot lines and so many different little stories within. And I was, like, equally invested in all of them. Yes. Yes. Who knew that I would have such strong opinions about a penis pump on the lawn? I know. I really, honestly, I didn't expect to like genuinely enjoy like all of this as much as I did, but I was, it was really good. I love a good LA reality show. Like Chris has been telling me that we should do Selling Sunset and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Be next. Cause you just love to hate them and you know that they have enough money and like notoriety already on instagram and stuff that like us being like oh i hate her is not gonna like yeah ruin them she's gonna (laughs) they're gonna be fine yeah i mean yeah they they must know the the persona they're putting out there and how it's gonna get some bad oh yeah and i mean all of them have like a hundred thousand instagram followers and stuff already so like that means that they get racist shitbags and sexist shitbags every day so yeah, <laughs> used exactly. to it, which is terrible and i hate to say yeah. it but we're not gonna tweet it at them <laughs> exactly we're just gonna talk about them on our podcast and we're not gonna yeah. be racist about it though so there's that. oh yeah no, no. <laughs> okay so <clears throat> episode one did these episodes have names i don't know i didn't write them down if they did 
Okay, I didn't see that they had names, yeah. which is fine. That yeah. seems reasonable, but now I'm used to it with Duggerland. Yeah, being like, <laughs> Ginger's about to burst or something, you know? <laughs> Kevin and Kane. I mean, it is almost like Duggers because everyone in this show has a K name. So it starts out, the whole kind of show focuses around around Kevin, mm-hmm. our friend Kevin, because he is the normie amongst the big fish. Yes. He was uh, a Korean adoptee in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Yeah, Pennsylvania, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and he was yeah, adopted by a white family and lived in a predominantly white neighborhood and was bullied for being Asian a lot. And then he made his money modeling because he yeah. is a beautiful. He is hot. Man. He is a hot. He is. He's just hot. Like, that's just the bottom line. He's hot. Yeah, I mean, he's really dumb, but he's Yeah, he's, he's sweet, though. Like, he yeah, means so well. Nice. <laughs> I mean, the words I live by is, you can be dumb as long as you're nice, but you can't be dumb if you're mean. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that is totally fair. Like, some people can't help being dumb. At least Kevin's nice and sweet and, yeah. you know. <laughs> he's a good person, despite being oftentimes a big idiot yeah that was at one point kane says life is very fair because kevin is very attractive but he's really dumb (laughs) (laughs) yeah and they even said it to his mom at one point in time he was like you know kevin's really dumb but like we love him he's so good and kind (laughs) and she's she's like like, yeah (laughs) (laughs) which i love i mean i feel bad but i don't think kevin cares he doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to bother him like yeah i think he's fine i think he's fine esteem wise yes (laughs) could use a razz or two maybe yeah um so we're following kevin and his first friend in la was kane who Mm -hmm. we just mentioned and kane is a singaporean buddhist oils oil magnate son yes basically yes (laughs) And um, he is, I, I think he's the puppeteer. I think he knows what's going to happen in all of these situations that happen. And he's just there to like revel in it. He loves it. He loves, he loves being in the middle of it. And yeah. he's, he's hilarious. I loved Kane. I do too. Um, his first quote is wealth to me is happiness. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I mean, fair. I get it. <laughs> I think I would probably be like, moderately happier if i were crazy rich yeah i mean it would help a little bit not yeah, completely like but a little bit yeah like imagine all of the doctors we could go to oh my god <sighs> i know right imagine how much insulin i could buy holy shit you could buy like three vials <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <sighs> all right well okay so kevin thought he would find regular asian friends but apparently he has gotten sucked into the rich asian circles mm. <laughs> which sounds um, fun yeah i mean it does it sounds really fun go all out i guess if you're if like, you're if you don't yeah. have any emotional investment in it like it would be fun just enjoy it yeah yeah just float on the surface of weird rich people yes god that sounds amazing yeah um okay and so then kevin is a model which we just said but he can't dress himself he still has like his shoes from eighth grade etc like he looks fine but he just looks like he's a senior in high school right abercrombie yeah yeah 
So a lot of these episodes kind of center around Kevin getting clothes and Kevin being dressed by other people to look and fit the part for where yeah. he's going, which yeah. is wild. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. And like every time they go to like some party or something, he's always like asking people what they think about his outfit and stuff and like being like, <laughs> how am I doing? so hard. <laughs> he is. He is. And he's just failing. And it's so funny. Like, I get it. I don't do fashion either, but he is just like, he's trying and yeah. he is giving he's caring too much which is antithetical to fashion yes yes you must that's not the care. thing you must just be confident yes exactly yeah so kevin's trying on stuff and the only other thing i have to say about this part is kane has kane just has all of the one-liners that i wrote down and love throughout this whole season because he just said did you just call me fat it's prosperous that's what we call it in mandarin <laughs> <laughs> yeah he always just has like the best little like comebacks and one-liners he's just he's always there to lighten the mood a little bit he is yeah i mean it's because he knows what's going on honestly. yep he's yeah <laughs> he's just Makes having sense. a nice time because he's not anxious about anything that's happening right he's not in a fight with anyone because he's not a jerk <laughs> yes so a couple of our other like main characters um first is christine chu who is um married to dr chu <laughs> who is like mm-hmm. a plastic like a big time plastic surgeon in the area yeah i think his plastic surgery thing was called like beverly hills plastic surgery which you know that had to be early to get that like yeah name licensed <laughs> yeah definitely definitely um and they so i, I like one of her big storylines is that her and her husband like tried for 11 years to have a baby and like his parents were so awful to her about it even though like it wasn't even her problem <laughs> that was yeah. causing the issues. Um, and But the, anyway, they finally had a little baby boy, baby G. Who, baby G. Who's so cute, actually. Oh, so cute. The little cheeks. The I know. Cheeks. God, he was so cute. Every time he was on, I'm like, God, I love baby G. I would do anything for baby G. I know. I would kill for baby G. That's fair. Hire me as his bodyguard. Yeah. <laughs> So Christine's like really into appearances and like connections and that kind of thing. And that kind of comes up a lot um, in her storylines. The next person is Kelly, who um, is dating the Red Power Ranger. The worst man on earth. He's the Red Power Ranger, Jillian. I know, but he's the worst. I hate him, Andrew. Andrew is awful and... They have had, like, an on-and-off-again relationship for, like, they're always having problems. They're Six always breaking years. up. Yeah. Six years. And so... And they're back together as of two days ago. But also... Oh, they are, like, legitimately, like, IRL? Yeah, IRL back together as of two days ago. Yeah. Kelly, girl. I know. You... I had to I had to look it up because I was like, oh, did she really get away from... No. Yeah, I'm, no. Not, I'm not at all surprised. But come on, Kelly. Like... Anyway, she, so the inter- one of the interesting things about Kelly was she was actually married to a Chinese man um, in her 20s and lived like a very lavish lifestyle. Um, and then he was all of a sudden just arrested for running a cyber scam and like she had no idea what was going on. And it was like the rug got ripped out from under her. So, yeah, I don't know. I just she probably just doesn't seem like the type of person that's really good at like catching red flags (laughs) no no she's she's a sweet little summer child Mm -hmm. um god 
So her husband was Lin Miao. M-I-A-O. That's the only way I know how to say meow. <laughs> but yeah, I don't even know. It was he. So it was like they were using deceptive websites to collect phone numbers to bill them for services. Like, do you remember when like you'd accidentally like go on a website and it would charge you like $10 a month and you had to call 80 things? to? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was that was him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. It was like yeah. tens of millions of dollars stolen from mm-hmm. people. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, yeah. But, but, yeah. But now she's a DJ. Yeah. Right? Or is Kelly Wait, is the that, DJ? That's Kim's the DJ. Oh, Kim. Shit. I get them mixed up. Yeah. Because they both, both make bad dating decisions. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're both, like, around the same age, I think, too. So it's a little confusing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Kim is – let's see. Kim, she is – she was referred to as Asia's Calvin Harris – in one of these episodes um, oh yeah so yeah and so she's we'll get into her in a little bit the other like <laughs> big person that i want to mention now is anna shay who I is she's angel. she's incredible i didn't like she's i don't even know how to describe her she's half russian she's half japanese um her father sells uh weapons and defense technology and that's how she has come into her money um, but yeah. she's very reclusive. She's been married four times. Like she's always a little bit of a mystery to everyone. Um, yeah, she's. <laughs> and she's... we're introduced to her in this show with her in a fancy full-length gown, smashing her closet wall down with a sledgehammer. I mean, what? What more? Like, yeah. That just describes who she is. It does. It really. It was a really good, good introduction to her for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a kind of a lot of the storylines um, in this show kind of end up being like a little bit Anna versus Christine because they kind of have like a feud. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like those are, I think, the big players. There'll be some other people that we mention. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay, so we could go to the New Year party now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Let's see. Okay, so Christine is throwing this New Year's party, right? Yeah. Okay, so they're throwing the Chinese New Year party. Christine had all of Rodeo Drive shut down for this party, which I don't know anything about LA, but I know that about LA. Yeah, and they made they like were they made it they stressed on the show that like that's a big deal to get Rodeo to be just shut down for something. Like that's not something that just anyone can do. Yeah, yeah, I think, like, maybe Rodeo Drive is where they also do, like, red carpet stuff, and that's the only other reason it would be shut down. Right. Other than these people's insane parties. Insane. Insane. (laughs) so much. But I want to go to one. I mean, like, after COVID. Oh, yeah. They look amazing. They look so good. I would eat all of the food. Oh, God. That's that's why I would go. Yeah. Because none of them are eating it. And I know that it's Anna and Christine being dicks to each other about that. But also, nobody's ever eating except for Kevin. (laughs) Exactly. So, I mean, why we're not going to let the food go to waste. Yeah. That's all I want to do is just eat all the stuff. True. I don't actually really – I want to watch the people. I don't want to interact with them. Yeah. People watch and eat. Yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Party vibes. I don't (laughs) – I don't know why we're missing quarantine – Missing world in quarantine so much. Yeah, yeah. When we were just sitting watching world. I know, I know. But at least we had the option to go somewhere. Exactly. There were new and exciting people. <clears throat> um, 
Okay, so this is Kevin's first Chinese New Year party. Mm-hmm. There's the red envelopes, which for anybody who doesn't know, that basically it's just for a lot of money. You put money in them and you give them to people. And it's like mm-hmm. good luck and generosity and fortune for the new year. Yeah. Um, this is where Anna and Christine have their first chit-chat. Mm-hmm. And it gets it's immediately awkward because they're she's like Christine's like oh Anna do you still go to Paris a lot and Anna's like yes and she's like I do too I always have the presidential suite in the plaza oh, and Anna's like I always have the presidential suite in the plaza oh <laughs> so and like, then there was just like silence and I'm looking at each other and then they're like I guess that's why we don't see each other yeah yeah Anna <laughs> and then Anna did like a talking head that was like um. Christine used to be really fun. She used to be a lot better, but now she's a name dropper. She's obsessed mm-hmm. with being the queen of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. which fair assessment, Anna. Yeah. Yeah. That seems Christine pretty accurate. Seem like she's doing that. Nothing really big happened at that party, did it? Mm-mm, nothing really. Um, other than that, it, I think it was just the setup because it's the first party that Anna's been to in yeah. a long time. Yeah. Like this is like, yeah, I think at the end, I think it was Kane or somebody said, Christine is the queen of Beverly Hills and now Anna's back, but fuck, there can't be two queens. And so this was kind <laughs> of like the them like meeting for the, I mean, they met, but like, yeah. you know, assessing yeah, their it competition. Was, yeah. It was the, the, I don't know, meeting on the field of battle to discuss terms. <laughs> right. Right. Um, let's see. Let's see. So the next kind of plot point is, um, they're doing a photo shoot for Kim for her Mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. Her followers need photos. Of course. And it's all of them, Kane, Kelly, Kim, and Kim's mom, Kimmy. They're all taking photos for the Instagram and fancy dresses and Kim's mom is a dream. I love her. All she's these awesome. parents are amazing. And I, know, I, don't know why. I know. She's they're all just like, I don't Yeah. Her mom was just like so cool and like fashionable and like just down with whatever it was. She's <laughs> awesome. And also like Kim, get, get your tits out, put your tits out more, show them. And she's like, mom, <laughs> she knows what sells. She knows. She does. Yeah, and I don't know. There wasn't a lot to say about this other yeah. than this was kind of when we were introduced to Kim. Right. Um, at one point in time, uh, Kim puts on this dress. It's like a little blue dress, and you could see her nips through the dress, and then her mom pokes her in the nipple, and like they zoom in on it, and it's just like the most awkward moment of television <laughs> that I've had in a while. I was like, huh? Why? <laughs> I was like, I don't I – don't, I don't want to see this. Please edit this out. Like, I, I get it. It's funny, but also, oh, uh, Yeah, we don't need to see that. But the next, like, big thing that happens is Anna decides that uh, – so Kelly and Andrew, like we said, are having issues once again. And Anna decides that she wants to take Kelly and Andrew to her favorite restaurant. But her favorite restaurant's mm-hmm. in Paris. So they're just going to have to go fly to Paris to go to her restaurant mm-hmm. and have a little trip. Um, so, yeah, they get to Paris – um uh they we meet florent who is anna's french best friend which i love that she has a french best friend i know french best friend who's also a high jewelry assessor of course yes iconic so anna yeah um and the big thing that happens in, in paris is i guess the situation is andrew was sleeping in the hotel and he like they had just gotten in and um, Anna and um, 
Kelly decide to go shopping while he's sleeping. And he yeah, wakes up. it's Kelly's birthday trip. Yeah. And like, I mean, if you're up and like, whatever. I, what, anyway, he, they get yeah. he wakes up while they're on their trip and like calls Kelly and is like fucking screaming at her uh-huh. and like shaming her for leaving him. And it was just I would never do that to you. You don't cherish our love. I would <laughs> never treat you that way. It's like, dude, you were sleeping and we went to go shopping. Like, calm down. You're in a hotel. You're not like in danger anywhere. Yeah. And um and Anna hears all of this too because she has the phone on like speakerphone and he's just like fucking screaming. Oh, um yeah. oh my god. It was it was bad. It was it bad. Was so bad. <laughs> and Anna like Anna was like visibly like what the fuck which you know four marriages four divorces yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, oh god right after this she does this talking head part and she says there ain't no dick that's that good (laughs) i I mean that is the truth that is the truth like it's not nothing is worth that kind of treatment Um, Uh -uh. yeah do you have anything else to say about that i don't really I don't know. The only other kind of salient point is that Andrew makes Kelly argue with him for like eight hours at a time. Like he won't oh, let yes. her walk away from an argument at all. And she has to stay awake and stay arguing with him until they figure it out. And I'm that like, this is toxic as hell. Up. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. <sighs> this man is an abusive man. I hate him. He's not. He's not a good dude. No. No. He's a punk. <laughs> he is. <laughs> um. So let's see, back in California, Christine um, decides she wants to get a motorcycle in case the end of the world comes. So she has a way to get to the airport if there are cars on the highway, like, stranded. I don't know. I did not follow that at all. But she seemed really, like, convinced that that was a valid reason to go buy a fucking Ducati. Yeah. I think it was mostly, like... Christine's having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Sa- yes, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and so this is the whole point of the scene really is to introduce the necklace that will cause all of the drama. Yes. Soon. Yes. And so the whole thing is Christine is moving all of her jewelry to the bank and she decides to get it out in the Ducati store to show Kane because this is a reasonable thing to do with a like half a million dollar piece of jewelry or multi-million dollar piece of jewelry. Mm-hmm. Anyways, Kane, the all knowing sees this piece of jewelry and says, Anna has the same one. If you wear it, don't fucking mention it. Like that, you know, she has the same one. And yeah. what the fuck does she do immediately? She fucking mentions, mentions it. it. Yeah. She like yeah. brings it up at this. They're at this. Where, where were they? It was Anna's first party back, and mm-hmm. it's our next plot point, so yes, that works. It does, um, and um, so she like Christine like just goes up and is just like, "Look at this necklace I'm wearing. Do you do you recognize this necklace that I'm wearing?" And um, Anna was just like so annoyed with how annoying she was being about it that she like moved her place seating at the table like away from her friends all the way at the end of the table, which is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so this obviously causes a whole lot of drama throughout the whole like next seven episodes, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, my favorite part, again, Kane, my Kaneism, my 
Hmm. What can we say that's better than that? <laughs> I don't know. But he says, um, you know how Beyonce said, put everything in a box to the left? He said, Christine was in a box to the left. <laughs> yes, it was good. <sighs> um, but yeah, that I don't know. That's kind of just brings us to our, that's our next kind of point of now Anna's starting to participate a little bit in this like cat and mouse game against Christine, which is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, um, so I guess we're in episode two now, mm-hmm. and I don't know, there's kind of lots of things happening in this episode, but I guess the big point is Christine invites Anna over to talk about the seating arrangement, mm-hmm. and she says, I know that you moved my seat because you were butthurt about the necklace, and I was like, who's still saying butthurt? Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's something that needs to stay like eight years ago and not... Yeah. Yeah. Stay in the 2010s. <laughs> um, I don't know. And then she just backhandedly insults Anna the entire fucking time and is like, oh, you know, is that a pre is that a pre-made jacket? Like, is it ready to wear? And like is just like trying to outshine her knowledge of fancy shit, which Christine is unimpressed by. And I don't know or which Anna is unimpressed yeah, by, I yeah. mean. But like I don't know what Christine is thinking in this whole section. Like, why does she care? Like, if she wants to be the queen of L.A. Yeah, she she's the one that says she doesn't have time for pettiness and stuff like that. But, like, if you keep bringing it up and keep doing stuff, like, you're just making it worse. So just chill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so, let's see. We kind of pivot back to Kevin and Anna. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. <laughs> This whole situation is weird. All of these situations are weird. And it's right. so hard to, like, assess them critically or, like, how they make me feel. Because all of these are just, like, the most uncomfortable situations I can think of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bad. So, let's see. Anna um, invites her friends over to try on some Christian Dior stuff so she can buy it for them. Because that's reasonable. Yeah. Of course. That's what <laughs> friends do. That's what friends are for. Yeah, and so she invites Kevin, because Kevin is poor little poor Kevin, which he's really, like, a multimillionaire as well, but he's poor comparatively. And he just doesn't know how to, like, style himself either. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's just bought cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so Kevin is trying on some Dior, and Anna is trying on some Dior, and Anna gets nude in front of Kevin, and Kevin is very freaked out about it. Anna just does not give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, they're just out. Her boobs are just out, and she's just walking around, and he's like, I don't know how to react to this. Yeah, and so this kind of introduces us to the plot point of um, how everyone wants Kevin and Kelly to get together. Right, including Kevin. Yeah, and probably including Kelly, honestly. She just is stuck on this shitball. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that's kind of where the, the idea started and kind of carries on throughout the other episodes too um Mm. the next thing is the um christine um christine's husband gabe is basically trying to convince her that they should have another baby um Mm -hmm. because they so they had baby g and they had they had to they conceived him through in vitro fertilization and they have two other like frozen embryos already at the cryobank Mm -hmm. so like you know it's something that they could just get going um but yeah, it was it was really sad to listen to Christine talk about like how hard it was for her 
like because yeah. they tried to have a baby for 10 years and like the like in in Gabe's family they're expecting a male heir and that's like something that they are really like they need and so they made her yeah. feel awful about it and it was it was it was bad I felt really it bad was for such her. a bummer well okay so the whole reason that they have to produce a male heir which they say multiple times in this season and again I'm so deeply uncomfortable with all of this yeah <laughs> like okay so it's the Dr. Chu is supposedly the 24th great-grandson of the emperor of the Song dynasty. Mm -hmm. And so if the dynasty still existed, he would be next in line to the throne. Right. And they're still, I don't know, putting importance on this. Like hundreds of years later, there's not been a dynasty in a while. <laughs> yeah, even though it like doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Yeah, so she has to pop out a male heir, and it took 11 years, and mm -hmm. probably a lot of being shit on by his family. Yeah, like, I can't even imagine. Um, mm -hmm. I, I'm just going to go, actually, can we just, like, continue this and go to the, when yeah. they go to the cryobank? Okay, cool. Just because yeah. it's right there. Um, so they kind of talked to um, the people at the cryobank, and they, I don't, they didn't really go into detail, but apparently Christine, like, almost died during her first pregnancy, and it was, like... A really dangerous situation so they kind of determined mm -hmm. that if they were to have another baby um they would have to use a surrogate um mm -hmm. so that's kind of the, that's where this idea kind of gets started yeah yeah and so christine obviously is like you know your parents won't go for this this is dumb yeah. and so gabriel dr chu i don't know why she calls him dr chu yeah she calls him <laughs> dr chu it's like okay yeah she's like you know my husband dr chu uh, maybe she like works the phones or something. <laughs> maybe, yeah, it's just a force of habit. Sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. So he makes her basically film a little video of him and baby G to mm -hmm. send to his parents. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Dr. Chu and Baby G. It just sounds like some kind of like comedy duo. I know. <laughs> like not a father son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. So they send him like a video being like we want another baby. <laughs> and we'll have to use a surrogate to do it. Yeah. And Cal or I'm sorry, Christine is like convinced that his parents are not going to be okay with it. And then that's just going to be it. Like they're going to find out and then they're not mm -hmm. going to be able to do it. But like in reality, she doesn't want a kid, another kid. Like, yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, yeah. she obviously has a whole lot of trauma around this. Definitely. Like her husband's family has been shitty to her, even though we find out you know, later on that he was the one who had the fertility issue. Mm -hmm. And like, and the, even in the scene, like she starts, like they're doing a modeling shoot, I guess, for the preschool application package, which <laughs> sounds very fucking LA. Yes, it um, does. <laughs> like she says to um, Kevin, who's trying to give her modeling tips, like he says, think of something sexual. How did you make baby G? And she's like, in a lab, in vitro, needles, surgery. Am I turning you on? Like, she clearly has unresolved trauma about this oh, yeah. whole pregnancy. Definitely. Oh. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just a, it's a bad situation. I feel bad for Christine in that situation. Oh, yeah. Which is such a dick move on their part. I don't want to feel bad to bad for Christine. That's the she's thing, yeah. Head. Like, you, the, there's not one character except for Andrew <laughs> during this yeah. show that you just like don't like actively root against the whole time like mm -hmm. the, you know there's there are moments with when each character even if they're extra and crazy like has their 
oh, that's a human being moment. So, which I really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they were all very complex and you kind of could see where some of their bad habits were stemming from. Yeah. Kelly and Andrew go to therapy and they talk about the fight that happened in Paris. And it became really clear that Andrew just has like so many like abandonment issues from his parents. And mm-hmm. like Kelly is saying that she feels like she wants to leave him, but she feels like she's the only one that he has. And so she'd be like abandoning him, which is like a really dangerous, like and toxic yeah. relationship kind of you know yeah so like it's the opposite kind of thing of if you leave i'll kill myself it's believing that if you leave they'll die yeah exactly um but yeah they just it's clear that they uh (laughs) they are not right for each other Mm -mm. and i would just like to say that their therapist is probably the worst therapist ever (laughs) because i just wanted her to be like hey andrew what you're doing is emotionally manipulating your girlfriend Mm mm-hmm yeah. And she never says that. She should have been a lot more firm with him, I agree. But I mean, yeah. if a, ther- a therapist who, like, does therapy on television, like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Bethany. As much right. as I trust Dr. <laughs> Bethany with my brain's life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I bet she is famous on TV somewhere. Kind mm-hmm. of like the, uh, they have the psychic come later, yes. Tyler Henry. Yes, and the he's Hollywood like medium. on everything. Yes. He had a show, <laughs> I think, too. Like a little, uh, on TLC for a little while. But then I he's also he been on other, like, I think he's been on like the Kardashians and stuff like that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, yeah. speaking of the Kardashians, do you think Kim and uh, one of the Kardashian girls go to the same plastic surgeon? They have they to. Look so much alike. She looks just like a Kardashian. Like for yeah, real, so much. She's got the like pouty upper lip, yep. which I don't know how you get a pouty upper lip, but it's like pouty upper lip and like the the like widened eyes mm-hmm. and I don't know. It's yeah. wild. Definitely, like definitely a Kardashian inspired look. That is for sure. Yeah, I wonder who's worth more. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good probably question. The Kardashians. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Okay. Um. Okay, so we've gone through that part. Okay, so the kind of other main plot point of this episode is um, Kevin feels weird about how large the gift is from Anna Mm -hmm. of the Christian Dior stuff. And Kane is kind of like, it might be a test. I don't really know Anna that well. So, you know, that's what a lot of rich people do with their money and their friends to see if they are just being taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And so Kevin tries to return the shoes to Anna. And Anna's like, it's very rude to return gifts in any culture. And I was just like... Anna, you sweet little dear. <laughs> yes. She's like, no, I wanted you to have those. Like, Yeah, she's like, why the fuck would I test you? Like, you're my friend. I'll yeah. cut you out if you are bad. Yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. Um, oh, and I guess the other thing that happens in this episode is we are talking about Cherie and yes. her daughter, Jador. Jador, and which... How, how we end up... I know. <laughs> Jador <sighs> is such a bad name for a girl. I'm sorry. And isn't Shador the perfume by Dior? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's So she's naming her daughter after a perfume from a designer. And I don't know about Javon. Yeah, I don't know. But <sighs> Shabri's mom died yes. of pancreatic cancer, and it's very mm-hmm. sad and was mm-hmm. a bummer. And Kevin and Kane went to the hospital the day before she died because Kane had a feeling, mm-hmm. which... I don't doubt it. Kane's Kane's got the pulse on that whole city. Mm-hmm. He does. He just knows when things are going to happen. He does. He like just shows up mm-hmm. just to like watch the drama happen. 
But yeah, um, so Cherie is really torn up about that. And we do end up going to a psychic medium about it, I think, in the next episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she doesn't want to go to the hospital to give birth to Javon because the last time she was there was her mom's death, which mm-hmm. I get that. That's fair. Yeah. They're, it's like this whole show is like deeply unrelatable stuff and then it switches like haphazardly to like deeply relatable stuff like the death of a parent or like right. grief and having to deal with that or like you know dating someone who doesn't like you mm-hmm. very much or being with someone who doesn't want to marry you and yeah. fertility but they just like kind of skip across the surface yes yes exactly it, it's, it's a nice kind of balance of serious and not so serious yeah and it just kind of makes it all feel kind of ridiculous yes definitely even though it's all very serious but it's ridiculous i don't know so let's move on into episode three. This episode kind of focused at the beginning about like the whole extravagant spending of all of them. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're trying to make a soup for Cherie. Oh yeah. Um, and they buy like fifteen thousand dollars worth of shark fins and stuff. It's insane. It yeah, that was crazy. I just that was insane. Um, but yeah, they. So Jesse and Shuri have been together for five years um, and they have Jadort and she's pregnant with Javon, but they are not married, and, which is like very weird in their culture that they are not. They have children and are not married yet. Um, mm-hmm. And it really just like seems to it, I don't really know why Jesse just seems to always have like a reason why he doesn't want to propose and he just seems like he's scared of commitment i don't know mm-hmm. um and so it's kind of like sherry's kind of reluctant or sherry sherry's kind of reluctant to <laughs> force the issue but like doesn't want to be taken advantage of which yeah. i can't blame she her. wants the security of yeah. being married which i'm sure is very well hammered into your mind when you're a wealthy person I'm too sure yes <laughs> um yeah i don't know there she confronts him about it in this episode and he says that there's going to be a proposal coming and she has a promise ring but kind of by the end of this episode they still haven't settled anything yeah yeah um but she does give birth by the end of this Mm -hmm. episode yes (laughs) when she gave when she had the baby she said thankfully i think javon is really adorable and the way she said it i was like I mean, what if you didn't, though? Like, would you- If he was ugly, I would have fucking punted him off the roof. Like, uh... Yeah. Uh-huh. But then immediately after that, she says, I'm so excited to put him in my Hermé bag. Yes. And she was, like, had a big photo shoot for him because she said, when I had J'adore, I didn't have a true photo shoot, which I don't mm-hmm. know what a true photo shoot is, but... You've got to have a true photo <laughs> true shoot. True photo shoot only. There's no, like, the baby is not officially here unless you've had your true photo shoot yeah um so this episode really the biggest part of this is anna has a spa day at her house and this Mm -hmm. is the penis pump incident yes this is great so Um, yeah go ahead the whole thing is kim thinks that anna's house is haunted so she decides she's gonna go sage it and then that just turns into an excuse for snooping and they end up in the bathroom and they find a penis pump in the shower and kim is so freaked out by it that she makes the dude she's with, whose name is Guy, because of course it is, um, <laughs> he throws it out the window at, at everyone having the party. And this creates 
yeah. so much drama. Why, why? Like, she was, like, so disgusted by it. She's like, you need to get rid of that. It's like, that's not even your house. And it's, like, in the shower. No. Just go away. <laughs> just, like, walk yeah, in the other in direction. Yeah, in the bathroom. Like, you wouldn't, like, pull a poop out of the toilet and throw no. it. Like, you would just flush it. Just shut the door and forget about it. Just don't think about it. Yeah. It's none of your business. But, yeah. They, so, she throws it out. And, like, obviously, Anna's, like, pissed because, like, that's embarrassing. And, like, yeah. everyone, on, everyone at the party saw this penis pump just, like, on the lawn. But, like, Kim refuses to, like, admit that she did anything wrong or that she even, like, was responsible for it. And it it mm-hmm. was, like, a big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this kind of leaks over into the Moon Festival party mm-hmm. that um, – who was ha- throwing this one? Kelly. Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So Kelly's Moon Festival party and Kevin goes to win over the mom, too. But mm-hmm. then Kevin – Tells everyone to apologize to Anna, and Kim says that Anna's not even mad, and Kevin's like, dude, you disrespected her. And Who raised you? Wolves. Wolves. <laughs> and then Kim throws a drink on his $100,000 outfit. Yeah, and then Kevin leaves. Yeah, it was a whole thing. Yeah, but it he was, was getting wild. into it. Honestly, good for him, though. Good for yeah, him Kevin, to stick up he for is, her. He's, again, I'll just say he's a Labrador. He is. He's beautiful. He is. He's sleek. He's well-defined. He would pass the AKC inspection, but he's just loyal and dumb. He's like the crazy rich Asian version of Ethan Plath. Yeah. He is. He is. He's just a sweet summer child. He just wants everyone to get along, but he'll fucking cut you if you insult someone who is nice to him. Exactly. All right. So let's move on to the next episode. So Kelly gets like a psychic together named Master Yang. Um, mm-hmm. at dinner or whatever to talk about their futures he tells Kane that he will be a boss and have lots of money which sounds like yeah Christine asked if him <laughs> Christine asked him if she'll have more kids and he says she'll have five more which does not sound likely to me um, mm-hmm. and he tells Kelly that there are many more men in her future <laughs> yeah yeah yikes <laughs> I just loved this was the Kaneism of the episode Kane says Siri would tell Kelly to find another guy. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And then we find out Andrew doesn't have any money and Kelly's mom's not super pleased about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) But then we follow Kane to the bowling Mm -hmm. alley, Mm -hmm. which he has rented out for everybody because, of course, you can't bowl with the plebes. No, no. He might get kidnapped. Exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is kind of where the Anna Kim penis pump situation comes to a head because Kim is mm-hmm. there and Kevin is still like kind of pissed about the situation. And then Anna comes um, and Anna kind of confronts Kim about what she did wrong and how she had like no remorse for what she did. And it, they kind of mm-hmm. basically made up um, and Kim and Kevin made up. And yeah, it mm-hmm. was it was it was yeah. fixed. Yeah, guy apologized. Um, mm-hmm. Kim got weird. Like, did you notice this in this episode where Kim kind of put on like a black scent? I didn't. Re- I wasn't paying attention, but I'll have to go back okay. and watch now. Yeah, no. So like, it's like when she got into the fight, she started kind of doing Ooh. this like, like yeah, yeah, stereotypical thing. Which you know, I don't know if that was just her or. Is yeah. it is something but it was uncomfortable and i googled it and reddit is also uncomfortable about it so okay. i feel a little validated that's good that is always good i'll have to go back and i just must have missed that but i'll go back and watch and yeah. i'll give you my assessment yeah 
Well, it was super weird because it wasn't how she talked all the time or even when she was upset because of the later part where she's with her mom. Right. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Yeah, she's still... like Kim a little less. She's still, like, really weird about the situation. Like, clearly what you did was wrong. Even mm-hmm. if it wasn't just you that did it, like, you definitely owe Anna an apology at the very oh, least. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> okay, so through this episode as well, we um get back to Christine and Gabe, mm-hmm. Dr. Chu, Dr. talking Chu. about it. And, uh, yeah, she said she took all the blame. She finally gets it through Dr. Chu's head that she doesn't want another baby, and it's mm-hmm. just that she doesn't want another baby. Right, yeah. Yeah, that she's, like you said, still has so much kind of trauma and other things surrounding like the pregnancy and the infertility and it's just like opening up old wounds to have to go even if it's going to be something different and you know it's just like you might like if she's happy with how things are i totally understand like just wanting to close that chapter Mm -hmm. and it was i i felt bad like it sucked that like gabe just like let his wife take the blame for him like that is not cool like it's good that he's finally starting to like step up a little bit more for her but like Mm -hmm. that was not cool sorry no no again he should be he should be the ethan plath yes don't insult my wife exactly but i guess if you're the 24th great grandson of the song dynasty yeah then you don't apologize for anything exactly (laughs) you don't need to yeah so the next the next part um kevin gets some genetic testing done um like we Mm -hmm. said he was adopted um and so he doesn't really know much about his family or his culture or anything like that um he finds out that he's 77 percent korean and he's kind of just wanting to learn more about his korean background and his family and things like that yeah i think this is I mean, this kind of thread is throughout the rest of the episodes. Yes. And I think it's mostly that Kevin finally has friends that are Asian. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like he, you know, he grew up and he only had white friends and he was bullied for being Asian. And he said at one point that he just wanted to be white. And it's like now that he can see that people like take pride in their culture and are, you know, invested, even if, you know, they're American and Americanized and mostly have white friends, like they can still. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really marriage. good. It was it was really nice to see. Like he's I feel like he's really you know maturing and becoming more comfortable in his background and his past and things like that. And like you said, mm-hmm. I think it really helps to have like the support of the Asian community around him that he knows, you know, and having that um kind of display to him like how like fulfilling of a thing it could be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like knowing yeah. and about yeah, your it's culture. not just something to be bullied about. It's something that you can make part of your identity and make yeah. part of yourself. Yeah. Which is definitely a struggle for a lot of minority children raised by white families. So definitely. I'm glad. Definitely. And I'm I'm glad that his mom's so cool too. His mom is awesome. I love his mom. He, um but yeah, he so Kevin decides to email like the adoption center for more information mm-hmm. about his birth parents. Um and like like we said, Kevin's mom is coming in town for a visit and they're going to talk about it. And this is also where we learn about Kim's background, too. Um, mm-hmm. So Kim lost contact with her father when she was eight, I think she said. Um, mm-hmm. And like he still has ways to find her, but she has no way of finding him, like has no idea what happened to him. Um, and so they kind of like bond over 
that and also like the the desire to want to know more about their family Mm -hmm. yeah um so yeah his mom came into town and he said he told her that she that he was interested in looking up his family and she was very cool with it and it was very nice Mm -hmm. she said she was also curious and uh she wanted them to see how he had turned out yeah so then he has (laughs) a party (laughs) that um i think it's for his one year anniversary of being in la which Mm -hmm. is also basically his birthday so kind of two birds and one stone Uh um and yeah so this party is where we find out that kelly and andrew have broken up (gasps) in front of dr bethany earlier in this episode yes they did yeah and it was kelly told uh, basically kelly is giving him some time to move out of their house and then they're going to take a break or that's what they say that's the plan at least Mm-hmm. and he is an asshole throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. and dr bethany calls out none of it like when he's like oh i just think it's a lack of effort love compassion and empathy for the other person on your part like mm, oh, i, I know so, that they're honey. pissed but that doesn't seem okay no it's not it's really not yeah but yes yeah, so they break up and that leads us into our next, next episode yes and this episode, Kane throws Kevin a surprise birthday party because mm-hmm. Kevin talks about how he's never, like, had a friend that threw him a birthday party and never had, like, a big deal made about his birthday. And so this is, like, a cute little surprise Our party. little Labrador has I friends know. now. I know. He always and just wanted friends that would throw him a party. I know. And he finally has them. And it was really sweet. And Kevin's mom was there. And he introduced Kelly to her as his, quote, future wife, which I thought was mm-hmm. really cringy. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Like, yeah. That's not something you should say in front of her. Like, no. And then his mom says her hips are too skinny to have ooh, kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the most awkward thing in the world. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, the party was cute and good, and mm-hmm. it was nice. Um, his mom got to talk to Kelly about her being okay with him wanting to find his birth parents since Kim yeah. was... Did I say Kelly? You said Kelly, but yeah, Kim is what you meant. His mom. Yeah, yes. Kim was Kim's... talking to his mom. Yes. Yeah. About finding her dad and how she was... Kim was worried that like her mom was going to be... Her mom and stepdad were going to be upset about it, and mm-hmm. basically Kevin's mom was just like, you got to go for it. Yeah, if it's on your mind, you got to do it, and I'm sure they'll understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we get to Baby G's birthday party. Baby G, he's one. Um, and yeah, he has like a fucking huge first birthday at this like fancy museum. And Christine makes a big deal about how she was like donating to the museum in Baby G's name. And it was mm-hmm. like she just had to let everyone be aware that that's what they were doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she said in one of her talking head moments, um, I want baby G to see that I value giving back, but I also want to create a legacy for him so he can get into the right preschools. Yes. I'm like, oh, God. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, Anna immediately picks up on and Mm -hmm. says this is very contrived. And then she jumps into the ball pit and hits the ground like a rock. Hell yeah. That moment was the moment that I texted you (laughs) (laughs) when I was like, we have to do this show. (laughs) Yes, like, this woman just like full on spread eagle eagle flopped into these. She's nuts. Balls. I love Anna. Uh, she's just like you never know what she's gonna do. You like look like there's literally no telling. She just does her whatever she wants. 
And the best thing is, like, you kind of think that Kevin's, like, the big dumb Labrador, but then he whips out some shit like this. Like, he organized the beach party with my favorite mm-hmm. shaman, yeah, let's Shaman just, Derek. Let's get into that, because that's the next <laughs> yeah. thing. Um, yeah. Yeah, so... I think he's basically so he like you said he what's his name shaman what shaman Durek Durek um has him come over with um you know their group of friends and they're like basically the ulterior motive I think is for him to get Kelly to like move on from Andrew like I think she he's really wanting the shaman to say something about that so he can get with Kelly um but yeah I think you mentioned this to me but I loved the line where he was like spirits downloading all the files into my operating system and I'm Uh like what the fuck I do also have a little factoid about shaman Derek yes tell us Gwyneth Paltrow's shaman oh of course he is that makes total sense yep Yep. Uh, yeah. So basically, he found, he went inside Kelly's endocrine system emotionally, <laughs> and he found that something is creating a pattern of bad relationships, and she's just enabling bad people, and she needs to be part of a power couple. Yes. Sorry, I said that like way more LA than he did. <laughs> a power same couple. <laughs> I mean, it is LA. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then the shaman moves on to Jamie after this part. And uh, she, he's like, you're too hard on yourself. And she's like, yeah, I had such a hard time today just letting myself decide between two color bags. <laughs> I get that, <laughs> though. I, I, am, I am so bad at making decisions. So that I feel I felt that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I, I, I have to text people and be like, which one do you like better? Yes. Which yeah. one will I like better? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, so we already did Kim and her parents so she can talks to her mom and her stepdad about wanting to see her father again and her mom has the initial knee-jerk responses of you have me and dan loves you but then she's like you know i it, i'm also kind of curious and i want mm-hmm. him to see that you're successful and like mm-hmm. know that you've made it in life mm-hmm. yeah it was nice that it was nice to see like such supportive parents in mm-hmm. these hard situations um i was really oh, happy yeah. that they were all like cool yeah I was too. And so it was nice. And Kim had a weight lifted off of her shoulders, Mm -hmm. basically. And then, so yeah, Kim decides to hire a private investigator to help find her father. Um, And Kevin goes with her to meet with him. And the guy, the private investigator says, best case scenario, he's dead. (laughs) Right? I know. This private investigator looked like he was an actor cast to be a private investigator. He did. Because he he just looked exactly like one yeah and he was like being so dramatic about it which like obviously i understand like i think it's good that he was trying to prepare her for like hey he might not want to see you um Mm -hmm. but he was like so like he's gonna he's hopefully he's dead for your sake and it's like jesus dude (laughs) take it down a notch yeah yeah i don't know it was wild and um the pi ended up finding him really fast Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and so yeah, I think she tells her parents about that. I'm skipping ahead quite That's a bit. That's fine. That's fine. We can but, just continue on with that. Yeah, so she tells them about that, and they're like, you know, just call them, um, see what, how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so then the next part, I'll talk, we'll talk about. Yeah, when we get there. Because it's kind of a big part. Yeah. But, so back, 
with some other people. Christine throws a leather party, which was yeah crazy. Which uh, apparently doesn't mean the same thing in multiple places. Because leather party to me means like what Kevin was wearing, like oh, straps yeah. and harnesses and gay men. Yeah, like I like that's kind of the thing. Like if if somebody said, "Oh, I'm going to a leather party," my first thought was like, "Oh, you're going to have a whip and like a little hat and like no shirt on underneath your leather jacket." Yeah. Yeah, and of course they mean leather as in just wear all leather. Because mm-hmm. you're just supposed to keep it tight. Yeah, that was the thing. It was like a bow to- They had like a Botox bar uh, because they were advertising a new machine that like tightens everything up. And mm-hmm. they had like a room with sex toys and it was just like, okay, it was a lot. Yeah, it was so much. It was so like, I don't know. It was like rich people wanting to have an orgy, but just making it corporate. Right, right. <laughs> Um, and was this where, was this the party where she was, where, um, Christine called Anna out for liking anal or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 She's anally enthusiastic. Yeah. And she like calls Anna out specifically because she's petty and it's a whole thing. Um, yeah. Oh, and then at this party also Kim, or I'm sorry, Kevin finally asks Kelly out on a date. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kelly says yes. And yep. so they go and, on their date. And they go dancing. And it was cute. Yeah, salsa dancing. That's like, like a good good for like a good idea on Kevin's part. Like he's really trying mm-hmm. here. Um, and it goes fine, but like Kevin's trying to kiss Kelly the whole time, and Kelly is like very obviously deflecting and is uh-huh. clearly not as into it. And I think obviously it's mostly because she's still all in her feelings about Andrew. Uh really yeah. doesn't have anything to do with Kevin, I don't think. But I just think mm-hmm. she says she's not she says to the in like a talking head, but not to him that she's just like not emotionally ready to move on with someone new, which is fair, mm-hmm. which is totally fair. But then, of course, the next scene is yeah. Kelly and Andrew. Yes. Supposedly sharing custody of their dog, Kilo, mm-hmm. and then they immediately get back together. Yeah, <laughs> they make out. Like, yeah. They go, yeah. Yeah. And it's weird and gross and yeah. they record it for a really long time yeah i didn't need to see it at all um mm-hmm. and they yeah they it's like every time they see each other like they just can't help but get back together it's like maybe you guys should stop seeing each other that yeah just yeah, really cut that off yeah but oh well all right so yeah exactly the next episode um anna has a yoga instructor over to her house and she wants mm-hmm. to get back at christine um so she i think she doesn't tell Christine that it's a yoga party. She just tells her that mm-hmm. basically she wants to come over and have cocktails. And so Christine shows up and she's like dressed up in this like crazy outfit that like you clearly cannot do yoga in. And mm-hmm. then she and then like Anna also has like this like instructor who's like this big beefy guy and he's like being really weird with Christine and yeah, it was basically she was just trying to embarrass Christine for embarrassing mm-hmm. her. I know if they if someone could just let it the fuck go. I know, this really, whole fight would have ended a lot earlier. Exactly. Like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah, that you have the same necklace and you wanted to like say that. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just too much. Kate and Shreer hanging out, and she is talking about how she always wants to talk. Like she wants to talk to her dead mom. She wants to know when she'll see her again. She wants to know if she's in the house because the house is her mom's house that she like that Sheree lives in. Mm-hmm. So Sheree gets Tyler Henry to come over mm-hmm. and do his scribble thoughts. Scribble thoughts. He, 
just says the same things that everyone else would say, but he says, oh, I won't say these things, and then he does. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know. If it brings her comfort, then that's great. Um, mm-hmm. That's all that really matters. But yeah, it's just, he didn't really say anything that was like, Mm-mm. I don't know. Though he did say that her daughter, Jador, would see her mom, and now this leads us into the wild plot line of <laughs> yeah this is one of my favorite ones <laughs> where Cherie thinks that javon is her mom reincarnated yes like she she yeah. oh go 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 no i'm sorry go ahead go i was just saying which she tells to kane when she makes him come over and say hey could my mom have reincarnated into him and he's like well you know in buddhism it's possible yeah and then javon shits his pants and kane runs from the room <laughs> i loved that kane said i don't want to see your mom's penis when he was she was changing her type <laughs> it's so funny it cracks me up but then kind of the end part of this is um sheree tells jesse who's uh-huh. baby daddy yeah while he's out of town that javon is her mom and then she says to the camera, if he's my mom, is my mom sucking on my boob? <laughs> yeah, like, should I stop breastfeeding him? <laughs> I'm like, no, you should just stop thinking that your baby's reincarnated. Yes. Which, thankfully, is what Jesse says once he gets home. He says, that's like a lot of pressure to put on someone. Like, you're my reincarnated mother. Yeah, like, nah. Just don't do that. Yeah, not cool. Um, But yeah, that was, I loved that plot line. It was hilarious. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Um. Um, so the other thing in this episode, well, let's see. Yeah, Kevin um, doesn't really get a lot of information about from the adoption agency. There's really nothing on, not much on file about his parents or anything about his life. Um, and so mm-hmm. he decides he's going to a hypnotherapist um, mm-hmm. to see if he can remember anything about Korea or anything about his parents, which this this was nuts. This was like, he was, he got like so emotional in it. It was crazy. Yeah, like, I I know that some people can't be hypnotized and some people can, but, like, damn, Kevin, you really got hypnotized. If, <laughs> I mean, I think he really got hypnotized because he was, like, like he did. real upset about it. I don't know if the memories were real because, like, that's yeah. a way more debated psychological right. thing. But, like, hypnotism can happen. <laughs> right, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a matter of whether or not you're, like, remembering something or just, like, making something up in your mind. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, he like recalls a birthday party at age five. He recalls being in an airplane at age three. And he kind of says that he like at one point the hypnotherapist like brought him back to like before he was even born when he was like in the womb. Mm-hmm. And he f- said he like could feel that his mother was really scared. And so he kind of like came to terms with the fact that his mom didn't give him up because of him. She gave him mm-hmm. up because of her and her situation and she was scared and everything. And I think that that kind of helped him to be like, okay, it's not me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, Kevin, I love you, but I'm pretty sure that's the first time, like, this season is, like, the first time he ever had that question. Like, wait, mm-hmm. why did my parents give me up? Like, yeah. he's just a sweet little dumb boy. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad he got closure, I, even yeah. though it was kind of weird. But at the same point in time, like, he tried all of the regular avenues. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody will pop up on Ancestry.com. But True. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Hopefully, he's chill. Yes. Okay, let's move on to episode seven. What was this party that they were at? I did not take good notes about this first party. Um, The, like, where it's Anna and Cherie? Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's just that Anna invited Sharia because she wanted to see the kids. Like, she wanted to see the babies, I oh, guess. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And so then Kelly just happened to also be there. Gotcha. I was confused I don't a really bit know. Yeah, about... they didn't really say what was happening. I think she just, like, texted him, like, hey, come over and we'll eat popsicles or something. Okay. I mean, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, this um, scene, it's really just Kelly trying to, like, avoid all questions about Andrew because everyone's asking about it and she doesn't want to tell them because she just gets lectured because... It's clear that she should not be in this relationship to everyone except for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that starts. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. And then later, like just a few scenes later, Kevin and Anna are talking and Kevin is like convinced that Kelly and Andrew are back together. And so Anna calls Kelly to like confront her about it. But Kelly's like, mm-hmm. no, like we're not. I don't know what you want me to say. We're not together. And then, of course, Anna's immediately on board. She's like, yep, they're back together because yeah. Kelly's defensive. <laughs> yes, and yes. the part that I loved about that scene is that Anna has a phone that is exactly what I expected. 83 missed calls, 79 unlistened to voicemails. Yeah, like, yeah she's like, I'll get her. I'll get to them when I have a minute is what she said. It's like, that's, yep, yeah. sounds right. Yep. Um, and so then we follow Kevin to Kane's house. Mm-hmm. And they talk about their dumbass, stupid fucking plan. <laughs> yes. That they're going to do, which is they're going to find Kim's dad mm-hmm. without Kim knowing so right. that they can prep her for whatever's going to happen. Yes. Because they, the private investigator found like a phone number and they tried to call it and left a voicemail. But there's also an address in South Carolina. So Kevin and Kate are like, let's just go to South Carolina and check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, which is crazy i loved the scene when they were like first in um charleston i think it was and they see a confederate flag and kevin's like oh my god it's a confederate flag (laughs) and it's like oh you la people don't know what it's like you don't know Uh -uh. what it's like (laughs) no the whole thing was wild kane is just like he's so on another like plane from everyone that he doesn't fit in with like the rich people but he doesn't fit in with the normal people yeah i don't know it's just so funny um but do we want to keep going on this yeah let's just go for it okay so they get to south carolina and (laughs) they are they go to the dad's house and no one answers the door but they see pictures of a vietnamese couple assumedly through the window they ask all their neighbors and figure out that it's this dude named michael where kim's dad is named tony and michael works at a nail salon and um they call him and after calling the PI, who says that Michael is a friend of Tony's, Michael says he doesn't know a Tony, doesn't know a Kim, doesn't know anything. Um, they all think that he is Tony. Yes. Yeah. But he's not. Dun, dun, dun. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Um, what else okay. happens in this episode? The only other thing that happened in this episode was the Diamonds Are Forever party. Oh, yeah. So Anna's French best friend, Florent, comes into town. And to celebrate his birthday, Anna's throwing a Diamonds Are Forever party. Um, And, oh, yeah, this is the party where Anna invites Christine late. um, (laughs) And she says it's so people won't have to deal with her for the whole party. (laughs) I know. Like, I get it. I understand it. I would be that petty. But, like. Girl, you guys be like, I'm playing the game too. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the only thing um, on that episode because then episode eight really fucking ramped yeah. the shit up. It did. Because the episode ends with 
the possible Tony number calling. Calling back. It's a woman. It's a woman. Yeah. So basically, um, it's Tony's current or next wife who is calling and saying that Tony actually died two years ago from kidney disease and a heart attack. Uh, But she did. But she did say that she knew about Kim, which was like part of the whole thing that she was not even sure if like his new wife and family even knew that she existed. So that was good. Mm But obviously, like, not a great, not a great solution. No. And it's like, Kevin, this was all Kevin's idea. And he dragged Kane. Like, Kevin's just a little dumb baby. I love him. (laughs) And Kane is like, I don't know. He just sees it all. And he, like, knew how bad this was going to be. And it's like, he can see it all. But this time, he couldn't handle it. Because he's like, fuck, how do I tell someone that their dad's dead? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they go back to LA and they meet with Kim and Kim's mom and tell her what happened. And Kim was emotional, but she took it pretty well, I thought. Like, I mean, she Mm -hmm. was obviously emotional, but like, I think she was at first weirded out that Kevin and Kane like did all this, but then she kind of realized, oh, like they were doing it to try to help me and to try to like protect me from something that could have been really bad. So yeah, she eventually comes around to it yeah and this is definitely the scene where she looks the most kardashian yes definitely i don't know why but man i was just like that's a kardashian that is a kardashian right there Um, yeah her mom says that she thought that her dad was dead she said she felt that he was no longer in this world yeah yeah which shit give your daughter a warning yeah maybe be like i think he's dead (laughs) or like be like what if he's dead just preparing for it so what else did we kind of wrap up in this one? Um, um, Cherie and Christine are talking about kids and talking about Jesse proposing. Mm-hmm. And Cherie says to Christine, I think that I'm going to have to propose to him. Yeah. And Christine's face just turned into this like stone. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole time Christine is like trying to politely dissuade her from doing it. She's like, yeah, but, like doesn't that ruin the proposal experience like and it's like uh, isn't that something that you've always dreamed of yeah you think that he would be mad yeah yeah and she's just like i don't care (laughs) but like it was so cute so like we're just gonna go to the ending of this (laughs) but like christine looked like she was trying not to scream when sheree got up on stage and started proposing to Jesse. Sorry, I forgot his name. Um, Yeah, started proposing to Jesse. And then she does it. And everyone is in shock and awe. And I think Jesse is very surprised and doesn't know what to say. Yeah, he takes him a little bit to like collect himself. But then he kills it. He does. He He does good. I was impressed with, with what he said and how he was talking about how like she deserves everything. And like if that's like what he's gonna be doing is like giving her what she wants and deserves like that's the best thing he could do and he says yes and it was really sweet yeah i was like half expecting him to pull out an engagement ring that he was going to propose to her there but like, <laughs> that would be amazing <laughs> that was a little too movie movie whatever yeah but um i just wanted to like mention i guess that like shereen knew jesse well enough that he would say yes probably even if he was a little mad it would still yeah. be worth it in the end and yeah. christine was trying to fuck it up well that's christine for you huh that's fucking christine for you um the other plot lines in this one are kind of weird <laughs> let's see so 
we get, well, we do get a little more knowledge on Kane and Jamie and Christine because they're all out with oh, Jamie yeah. and Kane reveals that he's been on allowance and he's on a monthly budget and um, Christine was cut off in college for some reason that she didn't say. So she mm-hmm. hasn't seen her dad in 10 years and she hasn't had, you know, parental support. And Jamie's like, oh, fuck. I could <laughs> be out of money tomorrow. When yeah. My dad decided to cut me off. So she's like, I might as well just spend it now while I have it. I mean, that's fair, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess then you can just sell the stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the other thing was, oh, yeah, when they flew out to Las Vegas just to go shopping, like, mm-hmm. they were like, there's a company that likes to fly out wealthy Asians to go to Las Vegas and shop. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um, so Christine, go- Christine, Cherie, Kevin, and Kane go. Um, and they were saying people in Beverly Hills are tired and depressed. So when they spend money, they feel better. <laughs> it's like, okay. Well, I mean, yeah. all right. <laughs> Sound, that would be nice if I could do that. But I know. Okay. I would like to try that. Yeah. I'd like to see if $40,000 like fixes it. Yes. Oh. Like, That's probably nothing to them. No, it's not. I mean, remember when they were talking to Jamie at the table and Jamie was like, you know, I've made like $40,000 off my Instagram. And they're like, that's not even an outfit, honey. Yeah, it's yikes. Yikes. I'm like, "Uh, that's like I could pay off both of my cars and have some left over. Yep. Yeah, that yeah, that's like a life changing amount of money for most people. (laughs) Yep. All right, so I guess the last whole thing of this episode and of this series is the 100-day party, mm-hmm. which we already kind of talked about. Yeah, that's it where was cute. the proposal happens. Yeah, Javon's 100-day party, which is, I think, a Chinese tradition that celebrates mm-hmm. the first 100 days of a baby's life, and it kind of is like a good fortune, kind of good luck thing for the baby. <laughs> and so yeah. I think it's like a hope that the baby lives to be 100 is what Shuri was saying. Yeah. Yeah, 100 um, days to hope for 100 years, which is very cute. But it was an awesome and, like, party. I want to go. It was. It was a great party. And, like, everybody got their shit together. And, like, Christine was trying to mess with Kim and Anna again. And Kim was like, hey, my, I just found out my dad died. And then everybody actually became a human. Yeah. And apologized to each other. It and was were, nice. Like, friends again. Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it, was, it was a very, like... I feel like it wrapped things up really nice this party did but it was yeah it was yeah. nice to see everyone just kind of be like let's just let's just like move on let's just there's more important things going on in the world yep we have more in common than we don't so yeah, yeah. i don't know it was a good show it, it was, was good i was really impressed with it i liked it i thought like i i was i wasn't expecting as many like human moment stories in this um, mm-hmm. And I really liked that it was kind of like that balance of like crazy extravagant, like things that I will never be able to relate to in my life, along with like things that, oh, I can or might have to, you know, relate to that at some point. It, it was nice oh, to yeah. kind of have that balance of two things. Yeah, I really liked it. I liked how like absolutely outrageous and ridiculous it was at times. But yes. It just like swings right back to, oh, I'm just in a fight with my boyfriend. Like, yeah, just- yeah everyone does it <laughs> yep exactly yeah i was it was really good i was really pleased with it and i hope that there's another season yeah yeah i do too um uh, i think there probably will be i mean all of them were producers on it so they mm-hmm. were like funding it and making right. it happen well i would um, love to see like i would love to see how their lives have changed during covid because i think this mm-hmm. was filmed right before like in 2019 so yeah. I would be I would be I'd be interested to see like a 2020 season of it. Uh, yeah, because they can't be, be having these crazy parties and shit. I mean, 
They probably I are bet anyway. they still are. Yeah. They're just doing rapid testing at the door. Oh, good. The funniest thing that I found out about this series while I was, like, Googling around just to see what was happening, um, Anna got paid from this, obviously, and she forgot to cash the check. Like, so many times that, like, Netflix had to, like, send someone to go to her house to show her how to deposit a check because she had never deposited a check in her entire life. Oh, my gosh. That's bad. How? But also, like, depositing a check is so easy now, especially, like, you just, like, take a picture of it on your phone. Like, how? I feel like she probably 83 missed calls, 79 voicemails. That's true. It is true. (laughs) I should know better. She's too chaotic for that. Yes. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that wraps us up for this week. We kind of stepped out of our fundy box for the first time in a while. It was nice to, nice to te- you know, dip our toe into some other stuff. Um, yeah. But if you have anything that you would like to say about this episode or any of our other episodes, or if you have any suggestions for shows that you would like us to watch, new or old, we're open to anything, um, Mm -hmm. shoot us an email at tvliterate at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere on the internet at tvliterate. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, Reddit, Facebook, everywhere you can find us um you can find us on our patreon too also at tv literate if you want to send us a couple bucks to help cover hosting fees but other than that we love hearing from you guys and we, we do love ch- chatting with you and i don't even know i am just very glad that we have this podcast in this time of pandemic yes it is nice it's been it's been a very nice project to work on and i love it but yeah, yeah, if you guys love it too and you want to leave us a review, that would be wonderful. Um, or tell your friends, I don't know, anybody who yeah. you think would be interested. We're just whoever we just... used to come over to your house to watch the Golden Globes, I'm sure they'll like our show at yeah. least a couple episodes. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that does it for this week, and we will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.